Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Look at all these kids. Let's just give Laura uh, a thank you to God for uh, leading them to Jesus. This is fun. We're going to be doing this every fifth Sunday. We're going to have Family Sunday. We're going to bring the kids in and worship together as families. And so keep your calendars ready for that. It's a fun time. Great job, Laura, there, pointing our kids to Jesus. I love it. And a little candy never hurts. Uh... <laughs> so we're wrapping up our fall sermon series and life group campaign foundations. And uh, just to remind you, a whole bunch of churches throughout the United States are using our small group curriculum. And uh, down here at home, we've got more than 1,200 people from toddlers up to folks in their 90s and all sorts of different life groups. Uh, and it's been a great, great run here. I've heard a lot of people talking about how good it is for us to re-secure our lives and ourselves to the foundations of our faith. And ultimately, 1 Corinthians chapter 311 has been guiding us. The foundation is Jesus. No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Christ is our foundation. Christ is our rock. And so we've come to look at, over these past six weeks, his foundational words and his gifts to us as God's people. We started out week one talking about the story, the big story of God and creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, how important it is for us to fit our lives into God's story, not put God into our story. We talked about the word, the Bible, and how important it is to grasp the sword of the spirit with our whole hand, with our whole being. We moved to the gathering, weekly worship, where we talked about the rhythm of life that God has created us to work and to rest, and weekly worship is a foundation to build our life upon. Then we talked about the water and the word and the gift of baptism, baptizatusum, I am baptized, an identity that we can base our whole entire existence upon. Last week, we talked about the meal. We talked about the Lord's Supper. And if you didn't have a chance to watch Pastor Zach from Concordia in San Antonio, Texas, he has an awesome teaching on the Lord's Supper in our Life Group videos. If you did not see it, go online, download, or watch that video on our website. It is so powerful about the gift of grace and mercy and community we receive in the Lord's Supper. And this week, our final week in the Foundation Series, we're talking about the mission. But we got a lot of stuff going on this Sunday. It's not only the foundations closed where we're talking about the mission, but it's also Family Sunday, and it's also Reformation Sunday, all wrapped in one day. And in many ways, I think they come together in a powerful way, the mission, the Reformation, and the family. We start out with the mission, the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, taking all of the foundations that we are given, taking Jesus the foundation and bringing him to other nations, bringing him to others. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 28. Uh, Jesus came to his disciples and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. That's the mission, to make disciples by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and by teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And here's the promise. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's the mission, to make disciples by baptizing and by teaching. And when Jesus is talking about teaching there, he's not talking about a classroom with desks and chairs and chalkboards and scantrons and A's and B's and C's and all that sort of stuff. Jesus is talking about the way he taught his disciples. He walked alongside of them for a long time, guiding them, shaping them, training them, sacrificing for them. 
That's the mission. The mission, the Reformation. So October 31st, 1517, 499 years ago, Martin Luther, he nailed 95 theses up on the church door in Germany because a lot of bad things were happening in the church at the time. And so Luther incited reform. And he was really wanting the church to get back to the foundations of faith. Christ alone, grace alone, faith alone, scripture alone. And that theme of the Reformation ties so perfectly into this Sunday, into this family Sunday. The mission, the Reformation, and the family. Because see, Martin Luther, he was all about summarizing the important teachings of the faith and making them accessible to everyone. In fact, Martin Luther actually translated the Bible into the German language, the everyday common German language of the people, because the people at the time, they, they couldn't read the Bible for themselves. Finally, because of Martin Luther's work, they could read the Bible in their heart language. Everyday, common people, just like you and me. It wasn't just something that the high priests and the religious leaders could do. And then Martin Luther brought it home even further. He created this little thing called a small catechism. It's a little guide. A little guide that was to be used by families in the home. You may have a blue one or there's a maroon one out now, and they're really thick compared to this, right? That has a bunch of explanation. The, the, the small catechism is only 23 pages that take you 15 minutes to read. And in many ways, Martin Luther, he was equipping God's people to the work that God has called all of us to, the mission of making disciples of all nations by baptizing them and walking alongside of them for life. My friends, Martin Luther was reminding us all that the mission starts at home. The mission starts at home. Six times in the catechism, the very first words of the catechism says this, as the head of the family should teach it in a simple way. As the head of the family should teach it in a simple way. Six times throughout the, the catechism, Martin Luther is driving that home. You see, because Martin Luther was not only seeking to reform the church, but he was inciting a reformation of the home. He was trying to bring the mission back home. That's what we're doing in our family ministries. Our family ministries, which is led by Lara Kaufman and Vicar Trevor and their staff, the family ministry purpose is to equip parents, equip guardians to be the primary nurturers of faith in the home. And in many ways, on this Reformation Sunday, we are embarking on a reformation of our own to bring the mission back home, as Luther said, the head of the family should teach it in a simple way. The mission starts at home. And that's nothing new. That's not some new invention. We read about it all the way back in the Old Testament. I read those words a moment from Deuteronomy. Those words from Deuteronomy, they, they give us a picture of what it looks like to make disciples by teaching. Not in a classroom, not with desks, not with scantrons, not with chalkboards, but teaching in everyday life, lived out in family, lived out in community, lived out in relationship, lived out in life groups, in church. Deuteronomy chapter 6, Let's, let me read those again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Make God part of your everyday life. Make 
God part of your home every day. As Martin Luther said, as the head of the family should teach it in a simple way, the mission starts at home. But as I'm going along here, I'm sure that some questions are starting to pop up in your mind. Well, what does home look like? Who is the head of the family? How does it apply to me and to my circumstances? Well, ultimately, in the Bible and in the confessions, the Father has been given the task of spiritual leadership, to being the head of the family spiritually. And if you're a father in the room this morning, I don't want you ever to underestimate the power you have as father and as spiritual leader of your family. Don't ever underestimate that power you have. But the task is ultimately given to parents. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it says it's, there's two sort of translations. Some say fathers, some say parents, but parents is a better translation. It says parents, do not exasperate your children. Instead, Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord, parents. Now, inevitably, when we talk about family and we talk about the home, when we talk about father and parents, I'm going to make somebody mad out there. But I hope that all of us here can sort of rise above that. And I understand, we understand that we have all sorts of families at St. John's. I personally have experienced about four of those different sort of families in my own childhood. Half-siblings, step-siblings, stepdad, divorce, remarriage, single parenting, all of that. I, I've been through that. But we're not here to get into all of that today. We're not here to blame or say one thing is better than the other. We're here to say, here is where it is. And we're here to be reminded that no matter what our homes look like, someone has to take responsibility for the mission the head of the house in your family, it might be dad, it might be mom, it might be stepmom, it might be stepdad, it might be grandma, it might be grandpa, it might be an aunt or an uncle or a big brother or a big sister or someone else. But someone in the home has to stand up and say and take charge and say the mission starts here. The mission starts at home. And if that person is you, or if that person will be you one day, we are here to partner with you. In fact, our next Family Teaching Sunday, those families that came up here, they participated in a family teaching together. The next one is two weeks at 11 o'clock, right after this service. We'll teach you how to pray for, how to bless, and how to lead a devotion to the children that God has placed in your life. Because we believe that the mission starts at home. You see, in order to be on a mission, you must be intentional about it. You must commit yourself to it, and you must know what the mission is. The mission is to make disciples by baptizing and teaching. Now, the mission starts at home, but as Lara was starting to get into it and start to talk about it a little bit, my friends, the mission in no way ends at home. I was reminded of this yesterday. Uh, some members of our church, they renewed their marriage vows, and it was a great service. I was able to officiate at it. They've been married for 26 years, and it was just so cool to hear and be part of their story. We read these words from 1 John chapter 4. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son from the heavenly realms, from the heavenly home. He sent his son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, 
but that he loved us. He sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. It got me thinking a lot about God and who God is as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Is that a single parent situation there? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God, in essence, is three persons, yet one God, a community, yet also a unity. The Father, the Son, and their spirit, they didn't stay up in the heavenly home. God sent his Son to us. His Son left the heavenly home and gave us life, gave us his spirit. God with us, Emmanuel, it's Christmas. To bring us into the family, to bring us into true community, to adopt us into God's family, and to give us an eternal heavenly Father. The mission, it starts at home, but it never ends there. You see, first and foremost, you were called to make disciples of the, of the nations in your home, your spouse, your children, but eventually, you got to get out of the house, right? You stay in the house all the time. You get cabin fever. You got to get out. That's what we're designed to do. We're designed to live. We got to get out of the house. And the mission extends to grandkids and to siblings and to cousins and nieces and nephews and friends and neighbors and coworkers all the way to the ends of the earth. Our mission is to make disciples of all nations. It starts at home, but it ends at the ends of the earth. So what does that look like for you? What does it look like for your family? What does it look like for your home? I heard a very well-respected pastor and a leader in the Christian church. He was talking about this. He was wrestling with it out loud to us about a year ago at a conference I was at. And he said it took him a long time to figure this thing out with family and with mission. Because first he said my thinking was like this. I can either have my family or I can have a mission, but I can't do both. And so sometimes he would be focusing a lot on his family, but he was not advancing the mission. And other times he said, I was focusing all on the mission, but I was neglecting my family. He said, that wasn't working. And so he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to give 100% to my family, and I'm going to give 100% to the, to the mission. I'm going to give 200%. And he found that didn't work. He was, it was impossible, and he was exhausted. And then he realized he was thinking about it all wrong. He says, it's not family or mission. It's not family and mission. He said, it's family on mission together. And he asked these questions. What would it look like for your family to be on mission? What would it look like for your home to go and make disciples together? I believe that as we move into a time of reforming the family, I hope that we're going to wrestle and we're going to struggle with those questions together as a church. And I know that God will give us the answer. And I hope that you start thinking about it. You start praying about that as you leave here today. What does it look like for us to be a family on mission together? And as you start to think about that, I don't want you to go run a marathon first, right? You got to learn to crawl before you can run a marathon. Start with baby steps. Start small. Don't be like, well, I gotta sell everything in my family. We're gonna move on the other side of the world. We're gonna, we're gonna take a vow of poverty and we're gonna reach some indigenous tribe down in some jungle somewhere. That's the marathon run. Okay, don't start there. You're, you're gonna fail if you do that. Start small. Ask your children. They might give you some ideas. 
I remember a couple years ago, I was asking my kids about this very sort of thing, and I've, I think I've shared this with you before. And I was like, how should we celebrate Christmas this year? How would Jesus, how would God want us to celebrate Christmas? One of my daughters said, well, I think we need to feed the homeless people over at the park that we go play with on Christmas. I was like, oh, okay. I was kind of wanting to sit on the couch all afternoon, but (laughs) our kids know more than we realize. And it was a baby step to be a family on mission. And so for the past two Christmases, we cook way more food than we can eat, and we package them up in a bunch of meals, and we go on mission as a family, mom, dad, kids, and grandma. By the way, happy birthday, grandma. Happy birthday, mom. All right. We go on mission together. And we feed some folks that don't have a home. It's really just one baby step in the right direction. But the mission starts at home, but it never ends there. It ends at the ends of the earth. That's what we're talking about, this foundational series. The story, the word, the gathering, the water, the meal, and the mission. The mission is bringing those foundations that we have to our homes, and to the ends of the earth. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. He's our rock. He's our foundation. Let him be the center of our families, of our lives together as God's people.